0: Listening to Sci Fi TV Rewatch, episode 343. My name's Dave, joined as always by my co host, Wayne, as we discuss season two, episode four of the YouTube science fiction series Impulse. And we are in springtime, apparently. Although, dude, I went out to work in the yard a little bit around noon and it was nice and warm i go out and get the trash can around four it's like geez the wind's blowing it's cold i'm like what the hell happened and i yeah. remember well it was warm again tonight when i
1: took uh my daughter to religious ed oh. i'm like put a jacket on it's cold out she's like it is not i'm like yes it is. we walk out it's like 60 degrees out it was fine yeah so Anyway. Nothing, nothing better than getting showing up by an 11 year old well good point good point
0: <laughs> so uh well we got a lot to talk about uh not the least of which is the impulse episode which is a little different format than than we're used to seeing but yeah, no doubt yeah but uh you know as always we want to thank all our patreon supporters and if you're interested in supporting the podcast via patreon you can go to com. that's our website and there's a link over to the right or you can go to patreon.com slash rewatch and there's you know a little bit of an explanation there about uh, what we try to do for our supporters um you know i do have one bit of news and as we were saying before we went on the air we're gonna talk a little bit about dr who tonight but uh, i did read that the next episode of Doctor Who, because this was the Series 12 finale that just aired, the next episode is going to be New Year's Day 2021, and that's the New Year's Day special titled Revolution of the Daleks. It is not the first episode of Series 13. So from everything I've read, we we do have quite a ways to wait for the next season of Doctor Who, but right. we are going to get this New Year's Day special. And, and we talked about the the downside of that as opposed to the Christmas episode a few weeks ago, and I absolutely agree with you know your standpoint that you know, you've got to go to work the next day. What the hell is that all about?
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not sure if this year, I might not have to. This year, it might be where the holidays, yeah, I think. uh, I think think, New Year's is going to be on a Saturday or something.
0: But yeah, my my, my point stands, though, I think. Okay. Now, we're going to run through our tip of the week, what we're watching fairly quickly this week. And I know you're probably going to say you're watching Season 3 of Babylon Berlin, and and I just haven't gotten to it yet. It's on my immediate radar. My wife and I are finishing up some other things, but... I've probably mentioned it at some point. I'm a huge motorsport fan. Season two of Netflix Formula One Drive to Survive just aired, and I just couldn't help myself. I just binged through that. And they're shorter 35 minute episodes, so I was able to do that. But, you know, if you're into motorsports, and even if you're not, this is the kind of thing where my wife even got interested because the bulk of it. Is behind the scenes what these guys actually go through and we talk about well those of us that are football fans there are only 32 starting nfl quarterbacks in the whole world and if you're one of them you're in pretty elite company well in formula one which is the highest level of motorsport there are only 20 so anyway what are you watching um i actually have not started babylon berlin
1: yet because uh, i want to go back and watch the first two seasons again. And but before, before I even do that, I need to watch Altered Carbon season two. But before I could do that, I had to finish watching Hunters season one. <laughs> <laughs> but you did say you rewatched season one of Altered Carbon, right? I did. Okay. I did I went back and watched season one. Um but I didn't time it just right. I, I watched it a little too quickly and so by the time I was done, I still had a week left before season two was starting. So I watched Hunters, which was Wow. That, you know, it it was not what I expected based on the trailers and everything and the adverts that were, were for it. You know, I was, Jordan Peele, I was expecting kind of like a, like, you know, dark comedy. Uh, obviously, you knew it was about people hunting Nazis. So, yeah, you know, I, I thought it was going to focus mostly on the hunt and that, you know, not, I don't know why I thought, I don't know, we wouldn't see necessarily a lot of the Nazis except you know I guess I just thought because you don't want to humanize these people you just want them to be faceless targets you want them to be the evil enemy and everything and um you know they still missed and and what I really wasn't expecting was how much like they have these flashbacks to the holocaust and some of them are just devastating I mean there were times on this show I was just like jaw-dropping like oh my god so you know, while I was kind of thinking it was a Jordan Peel, you know, show and that it was there was gonna be a lot of comedy. Well you know, not comedy like you know, like slapstick, but just, you know like I said, like you know, maybe like dark comedy. This was a a very serious show. There were some moments of comedy. There were obviously there's action moments, but it was it was a pretty pretty serious show and um I, I don't know if I was expecting that but it was it was really good. Very it, it, one of those shows that you, you're just thinking about a lot, you know while you're watching. It ends up kind of bleeding over into your everyday life, and you're you're just thinking about some of the stuff in there and everything. Um, pretty powerful stuff. So I, you know, definitely it's it's not for the squeamish at all. But uh, you know, it, and it's it's there's some uneven. I've read some pretty there's a lot of criticism about it out there and i kind of get that i don't know 100 percent if i agree with it but I, I i understand what they're saying um but i thought it was just a, a really good show uneven maybe at times but overall really good show
0: well now you can get back to some lighter fare like altered carbon and Babylon. like altered carbon right yeah. yeah yes but uh <laughs> you know you you use the phrase uneven well the word uneven and and i think that's a good segue into our little mini discussion of dr who series 12 uh what'd you feel about the season in general as a whole
1: well i definitely liked it more than series 11 i could say that for sure um i would did not like last season really i mean I, I, i i shouldn't say i didn't like it that that's not true but there was a lot of Things, new things that Chris Chibnall threw out there to, to get used to, um, and I don't know, it wasn't the, the best, as far as I could tell. Uh, this season started really strongly with the uh, Spyfall. Parts one and two were great. They brought back the uh, the Master, uh, Sasha Darwin, I believe Darwin, I believe is the name of the actor, was amazing as the ma- totally underused. They should have had him in almost every episode this season but you know whatever and then there were some episodes this season that i just was like man that wasn't good at all (laughs) you know yeah um and then some great ones yeah so it was back and forth like you said uneven is a great way
0: to describe it yeah and you mentioned the actor that plays the master oh my gosh what a performance in the finale yeah i just just really stunning and and yeah he's brilliant he
1: was so good it was like maybe i i don't know to put this out there because john Sims was a pretty good master but and of course i really don't have much experience with the ones before the russell t davies and on era but man he's he's up there
0: well you know my wife has become a doctor who fan and, and she started with capaldi And for her, Capaldi's her doctor at this point, albeit her her experience is rather limited. And while she likes Jodie Whittaker okay, she still likes Capaldi. And she expressed interest in going back. So she didn't really want to go to Eccleston for whatever reason. So we, we went to series two, episode one well, episode one's technically the Christmas episode, but but the really the first episode of series two with Tennant and Billy Piper, Rose Tyler. And it's a completely different sensibility when you go back yeah. to those early seasons. They're just so much lighter. And my wife had always asked me, well, has there ever been like sexual tension between the companion and the doctor? And I've always said, no, not really at all. And I'm watching this. I'm like, it's nothing but between Billy, Billy Piper and Tennant. Although to be fair, it's mostly on Rose's. It's on Rose's part. Rose's no, okay. part, yeah, yeah. but uh, but she really enjoyed it and, and just a different sensibility. So you know, getting back to series twelve, Chris Chibnall wrote. A lot of the episodes, in, including uh, the finale, and I believe he wrote by himself uh, the penultimate. He might have had a co-writer. I can't remember. But I'm not sure exactly what to make of this finale. I mean, you know, the whole idea of retconning where, you, you know, you go back and you just. Oh, should we at this
1: point say if, if you haven't seen yes uh, the last episode of season 12 of Doctor Who Please stop listening. Yeah, could, we are, this is going to be spoilers out
0: the end. Right. All right. Good. I'm glad you thought about it. I, <laughs> how did I know? But, but you know, uh, I'm just not sure as good as the episode was, as I sit back, you know, the day after, two days after, and, and contemplate what they've thrown at us, I'm just not sure what to think about it, and, and certainly one thing we have to talk about or consider is what the heck with this other doctor and i forget her name uh Uh, ruth ruth uh where does she fit into everything and how are they going to explain that and you know if you go back in doctor who can and the whole idea of regeneration uh, the doctor was only supposed to be able to regenerate 12 times
1: and well they've already yeah, well, that's they,
0: with uh, that. They did, because Eccleston's 9, Tenant 10, Matt Smith 11. You know, Whitaker would be 13. Well, what the hell? And I guess a big part of this episode 12, the finale, is this explanation. And I love the master. Everything you know is a lie. Mm-hmm. And then he goes to explain it. And, you know, on the surface, I'm thinking like, OK, that's kind of cool. I like it. Hey, did
1: you? So we found that the master, no, I'm not, I'm sorry, the doctor is the timeless child, right? A child that was found at this um, this this gate that all the humans escaped through in, in episode eleven by a Gallifreyan, not a Time Lord, but a, a Gallifreyan scientist, who then spends apparently years experimenting on this child. To extract the secret of regeneration from her and then thus creating the Time Lords. And so the doctor apparently is this the OG and, uh, you know, can regenerate indefinitely, apparently. Um, and we also find out that she was part of this thing called the Division, where she would do, th- you know, whatever, she would do some mission and then they would wipe her memory. So essentially, the doctor, and you can see it here. The doctor could be anyone. She could have, like the 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 the, pers- the version of herself she ran into uh, in the Jadun episode. Um, it's just another one of her old versions of her that had been, you know, wiped from her memory. But then you think about it, she could then literally be anyone. And it, it show like there's actually last episode, um, where Graham uh says to the the, uh, the other lady, uh, he's like, Well, I'm the duck I'm the most normal bloke you'll ever meet. You know, he starts saying, I'm the doctor. And there was actually some people saying how Graham might be the doctor. And we're like, well, I don't see that. But now literally he might be the doctor. So that's really the problem I have with this new thing. I think it's kind of, the idea is cool, but what it boils down to now is the doctor could be anyone, anytime, anywhere. And I think that is going to kind of end up being BS. Yeah. Yeah. Unless they find a way to to squash this like right. baby captain Jack comes in and says, everything you thought was a lie is a lie. Right. <laughs> <You know? laughs> everything the master told you is complete crap. Not true. He, uh, the, the whole matrix he showed you was just a videotape. Uh, so because like, if as is, it's just it, it, The possibilities for the ridiculousness of it, just the fact that we're sitting here saying Graham could possibly be the doctor.
0: That's just, it's just insane well well one thing you just said why are we immediately prepared to take the master at his word he he's really given us no reason to trust what he says on the other hand as we're listening to it unfold like you said it seemed pretty cool at the time but on further reflection as you said it's maybe setting us up for things that as you said just kind of bs but one of the questions that i don't think they have answered yet and maybe i missed it well ruth is one of the doctor's regenerations well how can there be two doctors in the same reality at the same time yeah so well, but it's it's happened. Nah, I mean, that what's happened before, Dave? Come on, true. That's true with the three doctors. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's, a number right. of times
1: they've done it. Like one, two, three. Like- oh,
0: right. Well, they right they had the three doctors. I think they had the, and five, then the doctor. five doctors. Right, yeah, right.
1: and then the uh, right. the day of the doctor. Right. They so, even
0: brought Tom Baker back for that one. Right. So, having said all that, I I still enjoyed this episode immensely. One of the things that really strikes me again, as I reflect on this season is that I think Jodie Whittaker has done a really good job as the doctor and I've really embraced her. My wife and I were having this discussion last night, you know, about, you know, the thing for Dr. Who fans, everybody's got his or her doctor and mine is still tenant. Even though I love Capaldi, I really ended up embracing Matt Smith. I, I really like uh, jody whittaker uh, eccleston uh, yeah, i don't know he, he was okay he's but. he's but he's my doctor okay because he was that was the first doctor who show i ever watched well it was mine as yeah. well but i, I still prefer Tennant to him but you know what
1: i still with when Tennant came over i still had the Who's this asshole playing the doctor now? What what is this? You know, like yeah, you know, like ah, yeah. You know, I I there's this guy I really liked this character I loved, and now some other clown is playing the part. Oh, and it's the guy from the Harry Potter movie. Are you serious?
0: <laughs> okay,
1: yeah. And but I- uh, but obviously David Tennant is was great. Like and, and yeah, I mean I don't know. Maybe in the long run I might he might be like my favorite of the doctors i would have to admit but the guy who i really first connected with in that role was definitely christopher eccleston okay
0: and then we went on to discuss the companions and again we said this a few weeks back when we heard there were going to be three companions i think we're, we're both thinking like what the hell but uh, they each have really blossomed in their own way I, well, I i just really like all three i do but i mean I, I think
1: about this. Somebody, is, do, do I like Graham just because he's the white male? Like, well, no, because all right, he might be the the most well developed of the characters because he's. I don't know. I don't think Chris Chibnall is. In fact, if anything, Chris Chibnall is the opposite. He's more likely to more fully develop a a female person of color as a character, um, just to break that trend. But I think Graham is definitely the most. Well-developed of the three. I think Ryan is the one that's least developed and really is, to me, is probably the least interesting character of of the four. Uh, Yaz is is great, too. You know, I, I think Yaz and Graham are, are awesome.
0: Ryan, eh... Well, the one thing I love about Yaz, besides her looks, uh, I know, superficial. I've admitted that yeah. many times. But the one thing I love about her is the way her character's developing and that there seems to be, you know, that relationship waiting to happen between her and the doctor. That, you know, the two women, you know, on the, these adventures and that they both feed off of each other we we haven't really seen it happen yet but but i guess it, i feel like it's there waiting to happen so i really like that and you know i would agree with you I, i'm just so glad that that they haven't made ryan and i, I was afraid they were going to turn him into some sort of a mickey character at the beginning <laughs> right uh, but but that certainly hasn't happened and um, you know i i, I really Kill like good mickey You know, but uh, then we got to talking, well, who's your favorite companion? But Amy Pond is still my favorite companion. Oh, I liked uh, Donna Noble. I liked Donna Noble. And it's difficult for me to ignore uh, Jenna Coleman's uh, companion as well. Yeah. um, You know, I I will say. And Rory. Rory was great. Rory was great. New Who, I think, has done a really good job with the Companions you know, in yeah. general. Yeah. Right. And I, I
1: just think um, having the three of them, there's just really, there's not enough, literally not enough time in an episode. Exactly. To to And, and like I said, I think Ryan has really gotten kind of the short end of the stick. And his character is just really not super interesting, I think, and and Graham, the other end, has been, you know, has definitely gotten the most screen time and, and the, the better lines and everything. So I just think that's just the, the three is just too many, you know, and, um, and and a lot of times I think some of the episodes suffer because what we're trying to show what's Ryan doing, what's Graham doing, what's Yaz doing, what's the doctor doing, you know, and you know they do a lot of the we always you know made fun what, what, what was sh- the librarians, you know, we'd always say how they they would always team people up, right? So we don't have to follow all the librarians at once. We follow three at one story, and the other three are have the the other story going, you know. Um, And they do the same thing in Doctor Who, where they they always have to split up. You go with me, you go with him, and everything. And uh, so that way, you know, we can kind of still cover all the characters without having to cover four different storylines. But, um, I mean, obviously they'll be back for another season, and so that gives us the possibility of, of more character development. But whenever you develop one character more, you're doing less with the others and so
0: you can't you know, it's just tough to do all three at once right now we'll see about that i, I don't know i have heard jody Whittaker say that she's coming back for yeah. series 13 i haven't heard any word on the companion so i guess we'll just wait to hear uh i like you i suspect all three will be back and yeah well
1: no one snuffed it so i assume they're all going back so yeah
0: so all right, well why don't we move on to Impulse? We talked Sure. You know, that was a good discussion on Doctor Who. Hopefully yeah. you guys uh, you know have seen it and you know, if, if you have not, any thoughts, you can- you know, send us an email. We'll talk about it next week in the feedback section. But this is episode four of season two, titled The Moroi, written by Vladimir Svetko directed by jill robertson who directed two episodes of humans from season three and, and what we learn uh it, we we get an explanation i had to look it up as well but the moroi is is from romanian folklore it's a, a phantom of a dead person leaves the grave and draws energy from the living and You know, while one of the things that Fred mentions in his feedback is that Wayne will be happy because there's no Henry in this episode. uh, You you know, we we do have the quintessential bottle episode where we have really just one character from our storyline, limited numbers of settings, pretty much at uh, the apartment, uh, the bombed out church. That said, it gives us a lot of background for a character that is slowly becoming more and more important to the narrative. I mean, I really like this episode. What, what'd you think yeah.
1: no I, I liked it a lot too. Um, you know I, I it's provided like a, you know obviously it we the, the last thing we saw from Nikolai was the um lighting the the candles. Uh, in in a we didn't know where it was. We now know that it was in the the the, the church. Um, but he lit like I believe the five candles. So we didn't know what that was. And then the, so, but they wasted no time like filling in that backstory. It was really good. I thought it was great. Um, you know, Fred mentioned how he really enjoyed it being all in Romanian with the subtitles. I thought that was a great call as well if anything i was like a little disappointed when it, it brought us back to present day at the very end you know like you just want to say hey can we just stay back there and with young nikolai because he's such a, a a sweet tough good kid you know and not that he's not i mean we the, obviously the jury's still out on him in the 21st century but uh, you know this is a, a situation where we kind of see how he got to where he is see how his life experiences kind of have made him cold to human suffering sometimes and
0: uh you know i liked it right and you know this is an episode that's presented chronologically in a linear narrative format which is not something we're we're used to getting It, it does answer a lot of questions fill in a lot of gaps for us Uh, you know, for instance, why does Nikolai take Henry to his hometown in Romania? I mean, he doesn't reveal anything about his background at that point. So is it just to show that she can teleport other places in the world? I mean, it's not something they talk about. But uh, the other thing, you mentioned the candles, and I hadn't counted them. I I think you're right. It was five candles. I always assume these are candles lit for his family is there a significance to the number that i'm missing well um well i mean i I,
1: in the catholic church you know like you light candles for for dead people right um so that's you know one for each of his parents one for milos right uh one for wesley okay and then that leaves us with one more now is that last one for him or is it for his uncle
0: okay and if it's it's that was my thoughts okay and if it's for his uncle that's uh you know I, i guess on the one hand he probably feels guilty for the way that relationship ends on the other hand his uncle got what he deserved or you know maybe didn't deserve that but uh um, the other thing is, we find out the origin of the goldfish <laughs> that we've seen, yes. uh, present day Nikolai, and ag- again, the whole significance of the goldfish and, and you know being a goldfish in a bowl and and you know not being able to escape your environment, and, and I think that's one of the things we see out of young Nikolai is this desire to escape, not only you know, what's going on in his home country, and basically what's going on here is the Romanian Revolution, December 1989. But, you know, we get that opening scene, and clearly, you know, the situation is pretty grim. People don't have enough to eat, and, you know, they go to the church, and we hear the gunfire, we hear the bombs, and and again, at first, we're not really sure what's going on. And I mean, I had to go look up about the Romanian revolution because that's, yeah, not, I that, Yeah. Um, but Nikolai teleports back to his home, right. As, as that explosion, you know, rips out the church, assume this is the first time he teleports. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And because yeah, he, he's like, what the hell happened? Right. Right. And his uncle sees him appear out of nowhere uh, you know, he doesn't hang around, he runs back to the church, learns that everybody's dead. But, um, you know, Fred mentions whether or not the uncle knows about other teleporters, and and I would say unequivocally, no. Yeah, definitely not. And, and, and because it's almost as if the uncle literally sees him as this moroi, this phantom, and you know, we don't necessarily know how religious they all are, but you know, I think the uncle says that he's kind of in between worlds, right? Um, yeah, I also
1: don't think he, he has any experience just because I think Sergey is just the type of guy who can, like, he's kind of seen a lot, so nothing really surprises him, you
0: know, right? But yeah, I think he does on one level sense that there's something off about his nephew and yeah well he
1: transports well well, yeah
0: but but that it's not (laughs) there's not a scientific explanation but right a supernatural a supernatural or spiritual
1: spiritual one yeah right right
0: so um you know I, i i don't think he is aware of any others now wayne i have my notes i did recognize the ramones and black flag believe it or not in this episode yes good call man Um, yeah but apparently they figure out that fear protects Nikolai by teleporting to safety and one of the things that I thought about as I'm watching this episode is that Henry figures out her situation much more quickly than Nikolai is that because of Towns and Jenna that Nikolai really doesn't have anybody like that because his uncle doesn't see it from a. You know, but I, it seemed to me like the opposite. I thought
1: Nikolai would acclimate himself to his ability much more
0: quickly than Henry did. You Was know? it just because he's a nicer person? I mean, <laughs> no. I think he
1: just circumstances required him. Okay. Whereas instead of you know Henry, who could just kind of be freaked out by this, uh, Nikolai. His brain immediately went to wait, how can we use this thing? You well, know. is it Nikolai that did that, or do you think
0: it's his uncle? Well, that that's a it- good point, right? Yeah, it could be. Because when we but- see that scene where he's obviously been stealing food from people, we get the idea some time has elapsed. They've been doing this for a while.
1: Right. Well, because he talks about something about like other tests uh, that they've done.
0: Right. Right, and that he can feel pain, and, and we certainly know that from Nikolai and Henry as well. Yeah. Um, you know, we not that Henry doesn't have a conscience. He, Henry's just got a bad attitude. But, you know, we, we hear Nikolai tell his uncle he doesn't feel right stealing from the poor a, 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 because that's who they're surrounded by. So right. while we understand he and his uncle are hungry, so are the people they're stealing from. Right. So the suggestion that they steal from a party official seems the next logical step but again the uncles got a little bit more experience with what's going on around him i don't know that we hear nikolai's age do, do we get that i can't remember i mean he, he looks about the same age as henry but,
1: but he yeah I, a little older. yeah he, I, i'm i'm thinking he's somewhere around yeah, from like maybe sixteen to eighteen okay. years of age, you know. Right. It's it's funny because at first um we don't find out which of the two boys is Nikolai for a while. I mean, obviously we see it in like, okay, eighty nine, like blah, blah blah The kid's too young to be Nikolai. Like right. that's that's too much of a, a stretch to think that in, in you know, twenty eighteen that um you know, the Nikolai we know there could be you know, that young in 1989. But we're, we're still not 100% sure um, until after he jumps, and I think then the Sergey runs in, and then we find out, okay, this is Nikolai. Um, but it's funny because all, all the things that, you know, they go to the church to pick up food, and all, the, like, the triggers that are there, like people pushing and his dad getting in an argument and someone pushes Nikolai. So there's all these things to get him emotionally riled up, uh, you know, for him to potentially you know, inadvertently,
0: uh, jump, uh, but it doesn't happen right now. The other thing I find interesting, you know, he goes to that home, which I, I, we assume he thinks is the home of a party official and it does appear to be a mansion, but once he gets inside it, everything looks like it's trashed. But the thing that occurs to me while he understands how to get out of a tight situation by teleporting, he, apparently doesn't know how to control it i mean why does he climb over the fence why doesn't he just teleport inside the building i mean we see henry learn how to go from point a to point b in in situations that she's not under duress so he apparently hasn't figured that aspect out yet right so but that's when he meets uh the young wounded man uh wesley keto did you recognize the actor
1: uh, he looked familiar, but is yeah. he in the 100? He
0: is in the 100, right? He okay. plays uh, Jordan, who's the son of Monty and Harper. Remember, we get that big time jump of yeah, like, 100 yeah, yeah. years or whatever, and he's been on the ship by himself. Uh,
1: okay, yeah. I knew he looked familiar.
0: Yeah, so, so he runs into him. And, and again, we're talking about him having a conscience. And despite everything going on around him, he cannot let this guy he just met doesn't know. But he's wounded he needs my help and of course the first thing the uncle says you know we barely have enough to feed two of us Uh, right um you know that's a solid point yeah and you know wesley's no dummy points out that my dad's rich but it does kind of go back and beg the question if his father's that rich you'd almost think he'd be able to bribe yeah some romanian officials and right you know yeah he was going to be smuggled out but he missed his ride or whatever Yeah, okay i guess so uh, so okay
1: well, it's a little bit far-fetched but you know like right when we meet wesley i'm like ah i bet you that kid somehow gets him involved in this whole organization he's involved in, in the future you know it's like right away it's like when he's well i guess not right away right away when he spoke english I was just like, ah, this is this is this is his in. This is where this is how he gets into that thing.
0: Right. And you know, as he's with them longer, you know, his story checks out about the smugglers and, and then of course the focal point uh becomes raising enough money so that the three of them can be smuggled out of Romania and eventually end up in Canada. But it doesn't take long for us to learn that the uncle seems reluctant to leave the life that he knows, you know, that, that phrase, the devil you know. Right. Because while the situation is pretty dire, he just doesn't want to leave. I, I guess he understands how to play the game there, but Nikolai wants a new life, and, and, and this is certainly his opportunity.
1: You know, it's just like a really crappy time. <laughs> Uh, to, to be in in uh, romania so um you know like that's even more of a motivation to to get out of there
0: yeah now you know i mentioned towns and jenna helping henry it's wesley that poses the possibility that nikolai could travel places other than the apartment but nikolai brings up that idea that he's tethered to the apartment and and certainly that's one of the first things that henry jenna and towns figure out about you know what's going on with her that she seems tethered to her apartment that's uh, to her bedroom that's where she goes to feel safe so you know so they figured they figured all of that out And, and it's wesley that teaches him that fist squeeze technique
1: right yep yep so we got a lot of origin story type things happening here you know
0: yeah, and and everything is just building. I I just really like the way this episode develops, and, and I know you said at the beginning of the discussion that you didn't like the fact that it ended up in the present, but but I I really no did. I, I didn't say that. It's just like they do such a
1: great job of building that that past world that it's it's I don't maybe the word jarring might be pushing it too much, but just it's uh, it you know kind of throws you when it takes us back to the. The present, because especially how much Nikolai has changed from nineteen eighty nine till you know twenty eighteen.
0: Well, right, And, and you know we'll see how much we learn about the gap, you know, between those two points. But we get that scene where you know they're ready to get out of the country the truck that they're in and and and, you know we get the scene where his uncle has sold them out and he's just going to try to get himself out and 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 of course it doesn't go that way but the truck is stopped by soldiers and, and they're lining them up and they're just going to execute them all and that's when Nikolai grabs Wesley and I guess at this point from everything we've seen we just have to assume this is just another test. If I grab him and hold him and teleport, will he come with me?
1: Right. Well, he's, I mean, much like uh, Henry with Clay, um, the intensity and the immediacy of the moment, I think helps. Like, if we don't do this, we're going to die. Right. You know, and with, with Henry, like, if if I don't do this, Clay's going to die. Right. Um, so that the, the immediacy of the... the The need to um to act and and the i think helps you know bring the ballot
0: right well at least he doesn't grab wesley by the hand and then tell i was
1: i was (laughs) thinking that that was a
0: possibility that that could happen right but they get back to the apartment the uncle's there and he kills wesley just like that yeah and we see nikolai get upset the room shakes uh you know and then he bludgeons his uncle to death and well before that he actually jumps like we saw him doing
1: with wait no no not him um like we well actually yeah we did see him and dominic fighting right and then we saw dominic fighting uh i can't remember you know keegan michael key's character where they you know jump from one point in the room to another to avoid like a bullet or or something like that um he starts running towards wesley and he jumps so that wesley sorry uh sergey uh sergey goes to shoot him but uh, Nikolai jumps. Oh, you're right. And dodges the bullet, and then tackles Sergei.
0: Right. And then we get that visual of the broken bowl, the goldfish flopping, and and again, I know I always tend to read things in, but. As the goldfish is floundering for its life, that's sort of you know Nikolai in, in his situation, and, and you know for whatever reason that goldfish keeps appearing in, in scene after scene in this episode, and right. and you know we see it in the present day with uh, Nikolai even having it in his uh, motel room. But, it's uh,
1: certainly not the same goldfish, though.
0: No, I know, of course not. But, uh, <laughs> but then he goes to the church that you know is now just a bombed-out shell and his power starts causing the building to shake and you know he makes the fist lights the candles for his family and and he starts sobbing over everything that happens did you notice that light streaming in from one of the church windows bathing him in light and I, and I'm it's almost again just so obvious that this is his revelatory moment that he needs to get out of here and get to Canada and, and of course that that's the next scene 1990 now Although the Romanian Revolution is is in December, so we don't know how much yeah. time elapses, probably right. not all that much. But, you, you know like, I mean, I know, obviously, this is supposed
1: to be the Romanian Revolution, but the Romanian Revolution lasted, like, just, like, a couple weeks. Yeah, um, yeah, I December. think, really, basically, the big part of it was a couple of days, actually. And this seems like a lot more time—I mean, certainly a lot more time passes between the bombing and the beginning—plus, I couldn't find anything about churches getting bombed. There was— Apparently, an incident at the Orthodox Cathedral where people were shot at and killed, but no. So, anyway, I'm nitpicking, I know. But anyway, so, but I'm thinking, like, wait, from what I was reading about the revolution, it was over fairly quickly, but this is not. You know, we get a feeling that a lot of time has passed from the bombing to finding Wesley to, you know, and all this stuff. we, We feel like, but maybe not, I guess.
0: Yeah. I, again, I think it's just probably a matter of days because, as you said, the whole thing was over. I mean, it didn't extend out of December from everything I read. So. Right. Um, so anyway, he shows up at Wesley's father's mansion, and and this is just a huge complex. And his father is happy to see him. At first, I was worried that he was going to act like you know, I don't know you. I don't owe you anything. But it was just the opposite, and he wants uh, Mister Keto to help him get rid of his power, not develop it. But uh, of course, that's not how things transpire. But but again, we get all this history. We meet Wesley's younger sister Elaine. Uh, Mister Keto offers Wesley a home, and and, and of course, you know, we, we get all of these blanks filled in. That connection between his brother, uh, Milos, who played the piano, and yeah. young Elaine playing the piano, and, and he sits down on the bench as she's playing Claire de and you just know he's going to reach up and turn the page for her. Mm-hmm. And I was waiting for her to say, how did you know when to, when to turn the page? But... <laughs> I I just really I just really like that scene. And then That it, was a nice scene, yeah. Yeah. And and we get an idea that the father you know, he can be be a bit of a hard ass and, and Wesley. Well he doesn't t- use contractions. Like what? what who does that? Yeah. Now Like we, you notice that? Yeah, I, I did. Like, and,
1: he and, never said can't or don't it was like cannot. I do not. <laughs> it's like dude, there's we have
0: contractions for a reason. But we do learn why his attitude towards Elaine might be what it is, and, and doesn 't excuse it. Apparently, the mother died in childbirth with Elaine, uh, because I think Wesley tells Nikolai that we transition back to the present day. Nikolai visits Mr. keto, who 's dying, and he 's you know got this hospital room set up in in his home. And that's when we see then the adult Elaine come in and Fred mentions this in his feedback and I don't know how anybody doesn't notice this immediately. Wait a minute, wasn't younger Elaine Asian? Yeah. <laughs> all right, whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, well, I, I mean,
1: and honestly, I mean, I, well, I thought the kid who played Nikolai was amazing. I thought he did a brilliant job. In no way at all does he look like I, uh, what's what's the guy's name? He plays Nikolai again, like R- Renny. Some oh, uh, the uh, name? yeah. Anyway, he doesn't look it. anything like the actor who plays Nikolai uh, as an adult. Like, like the, the the producers of Dark would be disgusted. <laughs> by <laughs> yes, the they casting. would.
0: Yeah. Well, that's a that's a tough standard to uphold, but yeah. uh, uh, but we learn that she is the one behind those tests. I mean, we we. Recognize her, and we start putting two and two together. And she mentions investors. She mentions, uh, uh, you know, upholding their father's legacy. A- a- and again, th- apparently Nikolai has been raised as a son. As right. her she calls bro- him brother, right? So, uh, you know, that that their relationship is a lot tighter than perhaps we at first thought when he's talking to her on the phone those times. And she's basically uh, reading him the riot act about what right. needs to happen. In fact, she even says he always liked you best. And, you know, maybe that's because the father makes the connection between his son and Nikolai who, who did his best to save his son's life. Right. Um, But, uh, you know, it it really leaves us now, you know, with a lot of questions. And and we talked about this at the time. What was she trying to show investors? Um, I I mean, I still contend that it, it, it seems as if they want to teleport an entire structure rather than just the person. I mean, we already know the teleporter can grab somebody. Right. And and teleport that person, so you know.
1: Well, and there's the line where she's like, you know, then make her ready. Isn't that what you're doing? Uh, oh, Nikolai says she's not ready. She says, well, then make her ready. Isn't that what you're doing? So, and, and actually, Nikolai he doesn't answer her, and, I, and the the kind of the look of his face was, he's
0: like, well. Maybe that's not exactly what I am doing, actually, Well, because you know. that's our fundamental question now. I mean, is, is right. Nikolai going to protect her because we know she has a target on her back, or is he going to offer her up to his sister and the project? Yeah. I, you know, I, Honestly, especially after seeing this episode, I'm like,
1: you know what? Nikolai w- witnessing... Right in front of him, Dominic killing his own son rather than allowing him to, to be experimented on. I think that really affected, and especially now seeing this and his relationship with Milosh, you know, I think that
0: that kind of broke Nikolai. A little bit oh i agree absolutely i think you said that even before yeah you, you, yeah in but now
1: i feel like even more confirmed about that because now we see oh well he had a young brother who died as well
0: violently you know that can't help but have an impact on
1: him yeah
0: so all right uh anything else you want to bring up that we haven't talked about before we get to fred's feedback i just think that someone who has as much facial hair
1: as sergey is cannot be trusted like at all
0: and i think that's borne out
1: yep (laughs)
0: all right well why don't we hear what fred's got for us this week and we will be right back
2: hello dave and wayne and all listeners to sci-fi tv rewatch this is fred from the netherlands with some feedback for impulse season two episode four wayne must be happy this time no henry No too unlikable teenager. Wayne also said something about that he didn't like that the main character was unlikable and in a normal series or film the main character should be somewhat likable and that is not the case for Henry here. And I have to say the way that and I also said something about it in last week's feedback the way that Henry talked to her mother in a car after visiting that friend, was indeed a little bit over the top. But on the other hand, sometimes teenagers can be like that. And of course, you're the expert as a high school teacher, but I'm almost certain that you can find these kind of teenagers in the middle of Baltimore City, where the crime rate is one of the highest in the country, I believe. And perhaps even worse than Henry. But anyhow, no Henry in this episode. And this episode, all about Nikolai's background, will mean that Nikolai becomes a very important character, or already is, in this series. And I think we won't lose him that quickly uh, in the next few episodes. But if you go from being likable, it could mean that we starting to like Nikolai, and then we lose him. So then the impact will be bigger. So if he gets a more important role, he perhaps does become the mentor or the teacher of Henry. We also see that this teleportation is not something from the last few years, because he did this in 1986, so more than 30 years ago. Nice detail was of course that the restaurant where... Nikolai goes when his uncle is playing cards there is exactly the same street, same restaurant as where Nikolai and Henry are in episode 2. From a cinematography standpoint, it's nice to compare these two settings and have a look at the Facebook page that what is filmed in so-called 1986 has a more sepia color to it, so they give the impression more of something old and Something of a less colorful era. I really wonder if his uncle Sergei knows other teleporters, because he is not so much disturbed by Nikolai's abilities. Perhaps you didn't like it, but I liked it a lot that they just spoke Romanian and with subtitles. It makes it so much realistic. As a Dutch guy, I'm used to subtitles anyhow. Nice big twist with his uncle, I hadn't seen that coming. I just wondered where he got the second pile of money from. And of course the second twist. I really thought they transported in a slow motion way the bullet. But it was the uncle. And then it really became the end of the uncle. Really horrible scene. I have six tropical aquaria, so the worst scene for me was seeing the fish die. He really could have picked it up and put it in some water. And I realized that's, of course, the most important thing you do after you killed your uncle. Next twist was, of course, that... Or twist, it was not really a twist. That we saw Nikolai coming back to the house of Wesley's father and that he... Decided to stay with them, even was accepted as a kind of son, obviously. But the biggest twist was, of course, that the woman that led the experiments around the teleporters was his so called sister. I have a nitpick for actually both of them, because in the younger version, this sister was much more Asian than the woman that plays the adult version. And the same is more or less true for Nikolai, because Nikolai was, as a teenager, dark-haired, and he is much blonder now. It's not only gray, but blonde. And normally we see it, okay, people can change from their youth to adulthood from hair color, but you don't go from dark hair to blonde hair, unless he colored his hair. I don't expect that, actually. It normally is the other way around. You can start blunt as a kid and then become darker and darker. But the other way around is quite unlikely. Apart from this nitpick, I thought that the younger version of Nikolai, the actor, did a very nice job in portraying him. Bogdan Iancu, if I pronounced it right. So, nitpick aside, it was a very nice choice. Biggest remaining question is, of course, what they want with this knowledge. There are investors, so there is some company interest there, whatever. And his sister says, we will lose everything, father, and we worked for. So what is that exactly? Okay, that's all for now. We're going to wait what the coronavirus is going to do in the Netherlands. Since a few days, we have the first infections here. The seventh infection is just 10 miles from my home, and it, there is a report of an eight case, which is actually admitted to the hospital I work, so it's getting closer. The source of the infection in the Netherlands is very clear, because there were two main outbreaks, one in China, of course, and later in Italy, and all the Dutch cases are related to people who visited northern Italy recently. Well, if I'm confined to home for isolation reasons, and if I'm not too sick and have a real pneumonia, I can at least do some audio feedbacks and watching of series. Greetings, all the best, Fred from the Netherlands. All right, so uh,
0: what do you want to start with on Fred's feedback?
1: Well, first of all, okay, I, I have a couple of things. First of all, I don't know if you could tell, like, I, I I felt like absolute dog poo last week. So maybe it's potential, potentially my uh, my my venom about the character of Henry in that episode might have been exacerbated. By not feeling very good, but on the other hand, I just I kind of stand by why I said that i it 's not that I don 't like Henry as a character. I think they've done a great job with Henry for the most part. I just think of that one episode they didn't you okay. know. yeah, so anyway, yeah. so I just want to put that out there It's I, I do not hate teenagers I don 't hate the character of Henry. I just think of that one episode they didn't do a very good job with her. getting a little pot shot in at at Baltimore, come on. Come on, Fred. We've got enough troubles here.
0: Yeah, true that. <laughs> so, yeah, we just sent uh, one of our former mayors to prison, right?
1: Yep, yep. Well, probably the rest. There's actually the- a-, a fairly significant uh, tradition
0: of Baltimore mayors doing uh, prison time. Ah, so. uh, yes. Um, now, I-, I did like what Fred has to say about how we view Nikolai's character because I, I- I think certainly for me, and I would suspect for you as well, we we are starting to really warm to Nikolai, particularly after this episode. Are they setting us up for a big disappointment? I mean, we always talk about characters need to have stakes. I mean, you can't, consistently put characters in dangerous situations and have them always survive i mean yeah fine lost in space we get it. it's a family show right you don't want to disappoint the young kids but but in a show like impulse are they setting us up for nikolai something bad to happen to him so i so i really like that that idea yeah absolutely and i
1: mean we can i could see that happening i could like i said i think Uh, you know, there's obviously two things about Nikolai. He could either be, like we said, he's here to to help Henry. He genuinely wants to help her, wants to see her escape. Or on the other hand, he's like, like we said, he's just working with, what is that? Elaine, did you say was her name? Yes. Yep. To, you know, fatten Henry up so they could throw her in the oven for Thanksgiving, you know, in which case that sucks. Uh, based especially after this episode where they really obviously go to they, they gave him a whole episode to show Nikolai's humanity right at the end of this we get Nikolai if if he's cold or callous he's had some pretty crap things happen to him in his life and in in the end we see a a, a young kid who tries to do the right thing and tries to to make the right decisions so you know i think they wouldn't go through all this trouble just for him to turn out to be a bastard who's going to betray henry okay
0: yeah and i would agree with that um now did you see the two photos that fred posted in the facebook group i uh, did the,
1: the nuts okay We're it's, it's fill that i'm right now actually it,
0: it, yeah it's a city scene and and you'll recognize the building almost immediately because it's such an unusual building and and it it's in the same area from uh, when he takes Henry there to go to the the outdoor cafe. And he points out that the 1989 version is presented in these muted sepia tones. Uh And I I really feel like, as I'm sure Fred does, because he took the trouble to post them and and noticed them in the first place, because of the grim time period, I think it was just so apropos to present it that way i'd I'd be disappointed if it turns out nah it just happened that way we didn't intend it i i find that hard to believe right but then uh i don't know if you you noticed david posted i i guess a google earth thing that are Uh those buildings actually in england i think that's what he's implying so i don't i don't know uh, I find it hard to believe that Impulse had the kind of budget that they could go to Romania, right? To
1: actually go to Romania, although yeah, no, that, yeah, it's in England. Well, think, you know, Europe, right. it's all the same. Um, but that is actually a unusual look for for England. That that that's a very more you know southern European look to the city wherever that is. I don't know. I'm not sure. I can't see what city that is, but. And still it's it's a very you know i would say eastern european looking place in england, but uh but yeah, I think they they probably did that you know on purpose um but uh you know, I was just excited that i, I recognized that that was the the same restaurant um but we saw that in uh you know in, in this past episode, I'm like hey, that looks like the place that he took Henry in, yeah, yeah sure enough.
0: Now, were you bothered by uh, the second pile of cash that Nikolai seems to have found somewhere and, and pays off the uh, smugglers? I mean, I, I was certainly wondering at the time. Was like, well, oh, wait, well, wait, well wait, no, wait. because they had enough money for two people, right?
1: Yeah. So, Sergey, this is what I figured. So, Sergei just took half the cash to pay for himself and had the rest in the bag. Ah, uh, Okay. And then, so and and Nikolai knew that, so he grabbed the bag and. But but yeah, the, well I mean there were some the, some plot things that were were pretty like I mean there were a lot of like twists and turns and up and for, especially for one episode, you might say it might have been a little bit too much with the twisty top type stuff happening, um, and you know and Sergei's you know sudden and alarming betrayal um you know uh kind of i I wouldn't say comes out of nowhere because like i said he does have a lot of facial hair but other than that like where did that come from that you know sergey just ditching not only wesley but his nephew i don't know i i I digress i I can't remember where i was going with this in the first place so i guess i'll just stop talking
0: okay all right anything (laughs) else you want to mention about fred's feedback
1: Oh, no, just hey, Fred. Uh, be careful, buddy. Stay stay healthy. Like uh, it sounds like the coronavirus is, virus is knocking at his door. So just be safe, my man.
0: Yeah, I uh, like his attitude. Just gives him more time to you know, produce feedback for the various right, podcasts right. he listens to. Yep,
1: true. So. You gotta look. You gotta look at the bright side. Okay.
0: All right, I'm going A minus with this one.
1: I think A minus is a great call.
0: Okay. All right. Sounds good all right well i think that's probably a good place to break as always i'm glad we remembered to give it our letter grade and uh that's gonna that's gonna do it for this episode of sci-fi tv rewatch want to thank you for joining us love to hear what you think about impulse anything else going on in genre tv encourage you to join the facebook group and you know hey post something there uh if you're already a member, you can bring other people in. If you want to shoot us an email, it's scifitvrewatch at gmail.com. Voicemails can go via the SpeakPipe tab, which you can access through the website or, or just record your own the way Fred does each week. We'll be back next time to talk about Impulse Season 2, Episode 5, titled Crossing the Threshold. But until then...
1: You know, Dave, I think tonight you were really like on point a lot. You made some like really excellent points. In fact it reminds me of that time where you you're like doing some home repairs at your house and you put the nail in my head.